welcome to episode two of the Leader Lounge here at Ohio University. Yay. So uh, <laughs> I'm joined here today with Dr. Ann Bianco and Dr. Jen Traxler. How are you doing today, Jen? I am awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And congratulations on the new doctorate. Thank you. That was pretty Thank recent. You. Yeah, back in August. Back in August. So, but I graduated from another Mac school. So I didn't we won't graduate hold that from OU, you, but that's, I know. So, but it, my loyalties are here. We are so excited to be in the Leader Lounge, uh, which is part of the Robert D. Walter for Strategic Leadership, which Jen is the executive director of. But I'd like to hear a little bit about the background that got her here, like the pre the pre doctor Jen Traxler, the executive <laughs> Jen Traxler, and then moved to yeah. Can we hear a little bit mm -hmm. of that backstory? Sure, sure. So I actually uh, graduated from BG. And went to work at Whirlpool Corporation in Clyde, Ohio. That was where I got my boots on the ground experience of being in manufacturing. I met an individual by the name of Tim Reynolds, mm -hmm. who was actually my predecessor in this role. So more about him in a, later, right? right? Um, and um, so I spent a lot of time in manufacturing at Whirlpool, both at Whirlpool Finley and Whirlpool Clyde in human resources and lean, doing a lot of project work, a lot of leadership and organizational development work as well. My last job there, I did a, a rotational program that I led. I came on college campuses, including OU. Oh, you I recruited, yeah. yeah, I recruited Bobcats too, and brought them into rotational programs in global supply chain and manufacturing and consumer appliance care. And that was absolutely my favorite job. Because I had the opportunity to work with wonderful colleges, wonderful students, bringing them into our company, and then sending them through rotational development leadership opportunities, and working with their mentors, their supervisors, managers, and then we had all of our programs sponsored by our executive leadership teams. And so it was really an opportunity for me to look at the entire enterprise, but really focus on a passion area of mine, which is leader development, especially in young professionals. Then I moved to Marathon Petroleum um, about 11 years ago in organization development and really focused a lot on talent development, leadership development. And again, it's just that driving passion that I had inside of working with young professionals, making that first leap into their leadership journey, and then into middle to senior level leaders in different leadership development programs that we had there. And my last role, I actually was kind of the role that I'd already aspired to was really leading talent management and succession planning for the company. Um, so it was how do we get people into those opportunities that could be the potential successors for the next generation of leaders? But you can't just put people in a box. You actually have to do something for their development mm -hmm. and and create those opportunities. And so that's what part of my responsibilities were. So that's my industry background. It's an amazing yeah. background. First off, that's a great. <laughs> thanks, thanks. It was. It's been a great journey. Um, people would always ask me, um, you know, which did you like better? And it was different times in my life, and it was different developmental opportunities. And both organizations were extraordinary in developing people and giving people different opportunities, and you know, really expanding my my purview of, of what corporate America is all about. Um, but yet with a hometown type of feel. So both mm -hmm. organizations really, um, helped me develop into a person that can also help others because both of them had a lot of servant leadership 
and community giving. And so I caught on to that wave early on as well and started working in our community with um, leadership development programs. Um, we had one in, in I was from Finley, so we had it in, um, it's called Hancock Youth Leadership, where we brought students in that were sophomores in high school, moved them in as their juniors, and we did a lot of, a lot of leadership development for them. So again, it's pulling that passion of mine, sure. of really yeah. that niche of, of, of target area of what I love. So that is absolutely part of the reason why I'm here. One thing that I found really incredible is didn't you have to, when you were in HR and, and, you know, leading succession planning for these different areas, didn't you have to learn? So if you were in, say, the operation side or the sales side, you have to learn so much about that, that side of the work as well as, you know, lead talent and development. So you had to, is that true? You had to learn the kind of functional aspects of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would encourage anybody who's in those type of HR responsibilities. We've really shifted to more of an HR business partner. And part of that really is understanding the entirety of what that operation is, the the technical pieces. You know, I can't program PLCs, but I know what one is. Right. So, um, and as you go up the leadership uh, ladder, it, it's, it's less and less about the actual functional detail, but it's the purview of understanding what that part of the organization does, how it contributes to the overall success. And so it's balancing that technical competence that people need um, with that that character and the the leader that we need to you know bring out because there's a lot of times where people are really comfortable with the technical background that they have and I don't mean when I say technical I don't mean that it's like an engineer or an analyst necessarily but it's it's their field of study it's accounting it's their, it's their functional right. yep. And many times we would bring people over into, hey, you were a great accountant. You were a great engineer. You were a great HR individual. Mm -hmm. And then we say, because of that, we're going to put you in a leadership and supervisory role. So we just talked about, right? <laughs> and then yeah, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, those don't, those have different skill sets, skill sets right. that you need to have, but yet we don't build, build that bridge. So actually, um, when I started in my dissertation work, one of the areas that I was looking at was specifically that jump between an individual contributor to a first-time leader. Right. And how do we make that bridge more successful for people that. instead of just letting it to hap chance that, that oh, yeah, we'll give it to you at some point. But, um, and then yell at them when it doesn't work. And, right, right. right. And, and then we, instead of establishing good habits on the front end, that's why we pay us consultants on the back end, right? <laughs> right I mean, exactly. we put ourselves out of business if we right. did the due diligence necessarily on the front end, not just from a selection, but from a early development perspective as well. Both companies that I worked at, they, they did those kind of things. But it's very rampant in a lot of industry now. And when I was working through and doing some of my research, there was a lot of people that were just nodding their head when I said that, right. just like the two of you just did. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> well, it's well, across all industries. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I just think of, we were just talking about the different certificates and the Masters of Science and Management and how we're trying to pair these different things together so somebody could get an HR certificate and then take, you know, business venturing or analytics. Um, and that in most master's programs, they don't have the opportunity to do that. But you're saying in, in actual practice, as you move up in industry, it's what you have to do. Yeah. Is, yeah. And analytics is such an important area that's become so popular, but so important 
that we even in even in HR, you know, mm-hmm. friends, yeah, absolutely. people used to think, oh, well, you know, we don't need that kind of stuff here. But there's a lot of systems and processes and programs that really you need to understand the analytics of people. You need to understand the analytics of bottom line. You need to understand so much about big data and how it impacts what you do in organizations. So being able to couple those type of menu options that mm-hmm. we're offering through the MSM with different certificates as well is absolutely spot on as to where we need to be um, to help individuals and to help companies that they're going to be going into. And I think what's really interesting, I think it was the topic of the last LDC we had in August, mm-hmm. was <clears throat> all about not just being focused on the data, but how to use it to tell a story. Absolutely. Because so much, especially in the HR role, is what's the story behind this data? Absolutely. And if you look at the general skill set for HR people, they're people people, right? They're not mm-hmm. usually data-minded leaders. So, But using this as a bridge to say, hey, your weakness is in data, your skill set's in HR. And with the MSM program, you can pick up the HR certificate, something you're comfortable with, but add data. And that adds Absolutely. a whole new line of value to what you're doing. And I know Absolutely. we talked about last episode, that was intentional, right? And that's one of the values that we bring to this program. So I have one more question. Why OU? So you said your your past experience was BG. So why did you pick OU to settle and for your career path? So I'll go back to when I was talking about um, a good friend, mentor, lifelong friend of mine, Tim Reynolds, was in this role as executive director along with his uh, wife, Tammy, Mm -hmm. that they came down to OU. We actually um, had been working together for 20 years. Oh, nice. We left, all three of us left Whirlpool on the same day. Oh my gosh. Those two came here. I went to Marathon, which is where they started their career. So you flip, so you flip <laughs> So seats. we're just inter, intertwined yes. um, all through our lives. And about a, two and a half years ago, Tim said, hey, I'm stepping back from the role and we're just trying to see who might be, somebody might be interested in this organization, come down to OU. And he bleeds you know, Bobcat Green. <laughs> and as and you'll find out more about him um, at, a, at a later time. But um, when when he called and asked me what my interest was, it was a drop the mic moment in my life because I was starting to search for what's my next opportunity. And all the roles that I was looking at, both internal to the organization as well as external on on different sites, they just weren't grabbing my passion. So when he called and said, we think that you might be interested and this is a great place to be. And coupled with getting my doctorate in org development and change, he said, this would be perfect. And I just paused for a moment because when you have somebody that's been in your life that long and you adore them and you have been mentored and they've been just lifelong friends and they ask you to potentially look at a position that they think that you're capable of doing and maybe passionate about doing. It was just one of those, I've arrived. I know that I have fulfilled my lifelong dream of being that individual that has been recognized by, by somebody. And I hope that for other people too. Right. Um, and so I came down and it was just an amazing experience. The minute I stepped foot on the bricks, you just felt the culture, you felt the, um, the, the, the heritage, you felt the tradition, you know, going th- under the arch, meeting people like Dr. Bianco, and most importantly, the students. 
and the humility, integrity that these students demonstrated, even though they've been able to be a part of such a unique experience in some of the programs that the Walter Center offers. And it was just, it, my, my heart just said, I'm here. And the, I haven't looked back. Um, I, I miss the, the people that I used to work with, but I'm just so passionate about what I'm doing now and being able to be part of these students' journeys and helping whatever their trajectory is, it is just immeasurable. So being able to be a part of the, all of the activities of the Walter Center and the College of Business is just beyond beyond my wildest expectations of where I would ever gonna where I was ever gonna be. And here we are. So can you run me through what the Walter Center typically does for the school and yeah. how people can get involved with it? Yeah, actually, it was um, Robert D. Walter Center was um, endowed by Cardinal Health um, f- because of the former CEO he was retiring, and so they gave us one point two million dollars to start the center. A couple dollars, just a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at the time, we had um, an organization called Corporate Leaders. So it's been going on for a long time. Lots of people have had many um, opportunities to help guide and lead that, starting with Frank, Frank Zamatero. And it's actually grown into a center that has multiple opportunities for students, mostly undergrads, but it's also supporting the MSM program. So it's kind of a a collaboration with the graduate college. Um, But our other programs are the Strategic Leadership Certificate, the HR Certificate for undergrads, for grads, you know, so it's it's. It's mm-hmm. it's not a mutually exclusive anything. It's a combination of a lot of different opportunities to be leaders. We also have two undergrad programs. One's called the Wandell Leadership Fellows Program, and one is called Emerging Leaders. Oh, cool. And so those programs are offered for our undergrads, and it's very selective to get into both of those programs as well. And it's really taking those individuals and helping them get wonderful experiential learning develop their servant leadership, develop their behaviors and their values and, and getting opportunities to network with other Bobcats. <laughs> so um, they go and they do a lot with trips. We have executive engagements where it's not just alum that come back, but it's individuals in different industries and they get to share those experiences with each other. So they get the experiential learning. We work with philanthropy with them. So they, they are very philanthropic, not just within the college and in the university, but also in the surrounding community. So it's a really important part of what we do. We also do a lot of curriculum with them. And so each of those groups, um, outside of the certificates, they go through five different classes in order to get this certificate. But the two programs that we lead meet every week. It is a class and we do have many different leader topics that we go through with them. So they're actually getting exposed to a lot of the development that I was training and facilitating for mid to senior level leaders in the organizations that I led before. So they're getting a jump start, and I hope the world is ready for them. <laughs> for sure. That's a really good way to they're put that. They're going to change the world. They're they going to change the world. And, you know, and them going into, you know, their first experiences as young professionals, um, they're going to have a toolkit that could be potentially much deeper and wider 
than what some of their first time supervisors are. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a, a unique dynamic for them going into these industries and stuff, but they are just absolutely stellar students, but more importantly, stellar people. Right. Can you go into a little bit, you said something earlier, the experiential learning, and mm -hmm. we've talked about that both internally and with other organizations as well. That <laughs> seems like a huge high on focus. So what are you doing to really enforce that with your students? Yeah, that's, you know, that's something that's the mantra of the college of business, you know, experience or experiences required. So all of our students in our programs are getting internships. We have a lot of organizations and individuals that are alum that are also helping sponsor trips for us and they're getting opportunities to be a leader not only in our programs but most of them are leaders in other organizations on campus they're going for the internships and they're demonstrating and continuing their leadership experience in those type of roles as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and, and we do a lot with the curriculum. It's hands-on curriculum. It's case studies. It's what would you do? Not just a lecture-based, but it's really getting them hands-on experience, going through different types of assessments. Um, and we, we put them through a, one called Berkman. Another one is um, Hogan. All of our seniors in Wandell Fellows go through Hogan assessment. We've also done EQ. Mm -hmm. You know, and and we got some on the horizon that are coming up as well. But it's that opportunity for them to become as as self-aware at this point in their life and their career that they can and then realize through reflection processes as well uh, how they continue to develop. Mm -hmm. And so we're building that leader muscle early and trying to get them out into doing different types of work. Um, instead of just listening to this is what leadership philosophy is all about. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think it really comes through. And especially when I talk to people in the business community that graduated either from the business school or just in general yeah. from a high university, it's a different caliber. So yeah. do you think that's why is because you're getting them together with those leadership opportunities? Or do you think, what do you think the callous of success is with the program? I think that there's a, there's, there's a groundswell, you know, going through cluster and anybody who's <laughs> gone through, you know, being a business bobcat, right? Everybody's gone through cluster and that's a game changer. It is. That experience in and of itself is getting them at a very early time in their collegiate experience, things that they're going to be doing on an ongoing basis through, um, all the rest of their career. Mm -hmm. So while we're trying to capture those leaders in um, that go through these selection processes, part of the vision of Walter Center is also how do we also how do we continue to develop those that aren't in the programs? So we talked about maybe we have um, um, a community read or a Bobcat read or a College of Business read. And, and those who are interested, then we bring the speaker onto campus and then those who are part of it. How do we do things for younger professional, um, younger college students like freshmen and sophomores um, doing something we're starting to visualize as, as um, aspiring leader so that they can go either through a leadership kind of boot camp or experiences that bridge their high school. Maybe they were captain of their team or maybe they were a class president or something like that and they don't know where to turn. So trying to engage that leadership in them at a at an even earlier stage and and be more influential in their experience while they're a business bobcat. So, you know, 
we we have in the center we have amazing students but we also if if we're the center of excellence for leadership in the college how do we how do we touch more lives and so Stay tuned. <laughs> Do you have any questions? I love that. I love that. And stay tuned. And I think uh, I think Jen's already working on on getting the word out to to other students, and that some of our faculty in the center are are working on that. Kim yeah. Jordan, who we work with uh, quite a bit, um, the Walter Center, and um, and just to bring it back full circle to the MSM, um, the Early mm-hmm. Assurance Program, which Kim runs. She runs through through the center so that students do get some of those experiences earlier on. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, to yeah. see more and just so grateful that we have Jen here. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's hard to believe year one's already over. It's amazing, right? <laughs> it's crazy how fast it happens. It is. Is there it anything is. that you want to end with or any thank yous or anything you want to do shout outs? Absolutely. I mean, I'm so appreciative for, um, the college of business, you know, president Sherman, who's leaving us. Um, I got an opportunity to meet right when I was interviewing for this role and, what an amazing, heartfelt mentor leader that we've had the privilege of having in the College of Business and at OU for the the long term. You know, our dean uh, Jackie Ulmer is is just so supportive of things and different ideas that we have, and so it's great to see her at the helm and really giving us the latitude that we bring up different ideas. And she's like, "Let's figure it out. Let's support them." You know, I can't say enough about the donors that we have for the Walter Center, um, our Keith and one, Keith and Deb Wandell, who's, you know, named now one of our programs, which is the Wandell Leadership uh, Fellows and it used to be select. So we're continuing to try to foster relationships with others in hopes that other folks would also be gracious and help perhaps name some of the other programs that we're trying to do or continue that because without their donations, I mean, we can't do what we do for our students and they're, they don't just, they don't just bring their donation from a monetary perspective. They bring it from a heart and what they want to help the students achieve while they're here. And that, that proverbial, you know, paying it forward, they're paying it back and, and knowing that they've had some vested interest in the, in the time that they've spent here, but then also giving back so that other students can have that same. So, um, we have a lot of friends, you know, and I'd say friends very, very widely that are coming to our programs that are helping us, you know, even in the leadership conferences that are coming on campus and, and making presentations and making connections and following us on our different social media platforms for all the Walter Center programs. So there's, there's endless people to thank. Um, and you know, the faculty, every single one of them are so very passionate about the role that they have, but more importantly, the impact that they have on our students. And it's just been a, a, an amazing experience so far. So I just can't wait to see where we continue to go. So there's lots of thanks. Thanks to you guys for putting this together. I think it's really um, a great way for us to continue to build upon our brand and our prominence of OU, of the College of Business, of the Strategic Leadership Center. And so I just appreciate the time. 